8 Robinsons TV presents a Yellow Tub Creative Production. The Rooted in Love Show. You are watching The Rooted in Love Show. Okay, that's Welcome back to The Rooted in Love Show. We here clowning, tripping as we usually be doing. Talking to Mr. Ty. You know, this dude right here is the first most interesting man in the world, Mr. William. We got the second most interesting man in the world, Mr. Ty. Yes, sir. With That's a 300 <laughs> Roman name that I never knew about, that he never told me. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there right now. I didn't know that. I, I thought you had black, like too. I'm gladiator. Like, I didn't know you was a gladiator, you know? I'm out about That's what it is. I'm a little on the light-skinned side. That's what it's it is. It's skin to But when we left off, we were originally talking, well, we had gotten to how in the world did you go from yeah, what was the transition, zombies, right? bands, singing guys. and singing, to teaching kids, to doing uh, biking and Lance Armstrong and everywhere and stuff. You know, so how, how did you, what was the original thought or what was the original thing that you stepped on a bike and just kind of transitioned? Well, I've always been passionate about sharing what I know and, and sharing it in a way that other people can benefit from it. So that's gotcha. how I kind of like getting into teaching. That was, that was a huge thing for me. Um, two things happened that kind of led me away from it. One was that I was going through a divorce. And honestly, with just my emotional state, guys, being real, being transparent, some dudes won't do this with you. But I will tell you, uh, I was really strongly concerned that my emotional state coming into the classroom was going to affect Mm-hmm. My kids no, love for music. That's right. And, and, and the and the 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 topic that I was trying to get them to fall in love with. I mean, right. I'm trying to. Right. And then and then what am I going to do? Show up in a bad mood? Be a dick? Right. And they're like, man, I don't like bands. That dude's a dickhead. Right. Right. And they base their love of music on my right behavior. That's right. Sure. I'm not going to say that's why I left. It wasn't why I left, but I was thinking through that. I right. had that concern. Uh, nonetheless. In my fourth year of teaching, I was presented with an opportunity to take part in an activity that I, I just really never thought I would do ever. Mm-hmm. Most people don't, but I didn't see any reason to say no, so I did it. I had started cycling with a friend about a year prior to that, and mm-hmm. uh, this opportunity came up to, in 2010, over the summer, do a, a bicycle tour across the entire country, across the U.S. Oh, man. So, um, I, it, I had to leave post-planning. You <laughs> I had to leave post planning a day early, and everybody's like, "Oh, like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, you don't do uh, that." A day early? Where, where are you? What you got going on? Sorry. And then I wasn't. This was the worst. I didn't tell anybody. But I wasn't going to be back to like two days into pre planning. So it was huge. I was missing post and pre planning. But I was going to make it work. I was going to make it work. Um, this group that I decided to ride with rode from San Diego, California, mm-hmm. to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh wow! In uh, about five and a half weeks. All right. So it was uh, just a little over 3,000 miles total. Northern or southern route? Straight across the oh, southern. Up to tier, Colorado? Uh, across the southern tier. Oh, so we, we left San Diego. Um, the day before we left, we rolled out to the coast and actually tagged our back tires in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> and then rolled back to where we were staying that night. And then the next morning, we got up and took off. And rode straight across the southern tier of the U.S., pretty much across Arizona, the U.S. border. Yeah. yeah, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, yeah. Texas, 
I'm gonna tell you right now, guys. That's five, and, five and a half weeks. Um, two solid weeks of that. Almost two and a half weeks of that was Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. They wow. say Texas is big, but dude, yeah, forty yeah, percent of a cross country ride was Texas. Wow. We 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 dipped in right at Post Texas up on Table Rock, um, and came uh, through the widest part of Texas and on. Loved it. Was Every part of the year was amazing. It was summer. It was June and July. Oh, so we left on June sixth and got back July twenty third in in uh, in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. It was hot. Arizona, it was high. And Texas. Um, so we saw temps like we saw uh, average area temps as high as 118 and 19 Ooh. degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of our thermostats on our bikes were reading 140 to 145 degrees off the asphalt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we had legitimate concerns of our tires literally melting yeah. and, and coming off of our wheels. What were you riding then? So I, uh, the, the bicycle, you mean? Yeah. The bike that I was riding for the tour was a 2010 Giant Defy Alliance Zero, which is a partially aluminum, partially carbon frame with um, a, a, a more endurance geometry, more relaxed endurance geometry as opposed to race geometry. So even though it was made for speed and distance, it was designed to take the stress off my back a little bit. It was not a it was not an upright touring bike at all. It was definitely still a race bike, but um, just more relaxed than normal. Yeah, because well, I still found the tick Ted what is it? was it the clip on the team Tidwell or Tid Tid yeah Tidwell yeah yeah I found those to be the most responsive and give me the most return for my energy. Yeah. So this one actually the the down tube and uh, chain stays were aluminum mm-hmm. for stiffness yeah. to provide good power transfer from the crank set to the wheels, and then the top tube and and seat stays are carbon fiber. And the intent there is to absorb vibration and relax the upper end of the bike to smooth out the ride. So, so yeah, it, serious, huh? it, it was a it was a calculated effort. Now, had right. you and ever done anything? Now you say you went from teaching and you missed the planet, but I'll, I'm trying to think: Did you train for this? Like, did you? you so know? I did a little bit. I did a little bit of training. Um, I did quite a lot of 25 mile rides. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was daily, almost if not at least five days a week. We did quite a lot of 40 and 50 mile rides. I did two 65 mile rides, um, about a week and a half to two weeks apart. And then the next longest ride I did after 65 was 128 Mm. miles in in one day. So what was the longest on this tour? 142. Oh no! In a so, day. so basically, so, basically, he was forced gumping on the bike. Right, right, right on that. <laughs> but I'll tell you, really, I mean, once you get to where you can do, say, fifty or sixty miles, it's just uh, extrapolating that over distance. You, you know, you need to keep drinking, you need to keep yeah. eating, you need to keep doing this, and as long as you keep doing that, your body will keep working. Right. I mean, at yeah. some point, the sun goes down and you got to sleep, but right. Stay hydrated, yeah. stay nutrited, yeah. keep your tires pumped up, right. shift before you need to, and drink before so, you need to. So did that, and then I know you were talking about your dad, what happened with him, and he ended up starting his own business. Yeah. Did those two things kind of So there was, that was part of it, yeah. So, all right, so there were other things that played into that. Uh, right. Having that uh, having that memory of what went uh, on with my family at that time definitely played a part of it. But the bottom line was, um, when you're on a bike, what do you know this? You get a lot of time to think. Out of think time, yeah. You get a lot of time to think out there. Mm-hmm. And I was about halfway across the country, about halfway through the state of Texas, and about 80 miles into a 120 mile day that particular day. Mm-hmm. I'd had a lot of time to think. I was um, just a few months out of my divorce. 
being final and all that was still weighing heavily on me. And I was trying to figure out how emotionally I was going to handle all that. And I decided that really uh, the best thing for me to do was to move on. And so I stopped on the side of the road. I can describe the picture perfectly. It was in the middle of a wind farm. So there's these massive (laughs) 150-foot propellers. They had planted uh, soybean or something that was a really bright green. So there's this beautiful bright green carpet across the ground as far as your eyes can see. Right. And propellers, like in a grid pattern, just yeah. propellers. We went by on our way back to San Francisco. Everywhere. Right. And I, I stopped on the side of the road and I called my boss and I told him, I said, look, you know, I'm really sorry, but this is, um, I need to move on. This is me calling you to tell you that I'm not going to be there when you get back. But here's the name of two people that I know are looking for jobs. It'll do a great job to take over my position. Right. Call them. One will take the position, I'm sure. You'll be happy. Go for it. And I didn't know what I was going to do when I got home. Um, Other than I knew I had a few months saved up. I could live. Right. right? All right. So, so I'll finish out the ride. uh, Enjoy the the Mm -hmm. experience. I get home. I'm sitting at home and my next door neighbor in Peachtree City at the time owned a bike shop and we knew each other well enough. We were kind of sitting around the campfire one night just talking about the stories because he had owned a bike shop and done riding and raced and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And he said, you know, all the races I've ever done, of all the experiences I've ever had, of all the accolades I have to say that I have on a bike, I've never done what you just did. Because so few people actually do that. I mean, literally, so I mentioned I tagged my back tire in the Pacific, 31 and change, 100 miles later, we get to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I tagged my front tire in the Atlantic. Wow. All right. So, like, literally coast to coast and, and made it work. Water to water. 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 You know, that's the beautiful thing that you did it at your age. Because I always wanted to do it. And then I got it's to the, hard. And then I got to the age where I was like, oh, man. It's, it's hard and stuff. So that's why I got the motorcycle. Right. Right, right. right. So he, I, with much respect. Much right. Respect. Man, I appreciate it. It was, it was, it was perfect time. Mm-hmm. It's all it really was. It was perfect right. time. I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't. It was really hard. It was yeah. really hard. Yeah. I had days that I struggled. There were days I just wanted to stop and cry. Um, I missed my family halfway through because I'd never really been away from my home did for that support, long. Did you have a support team? Like a, we had a, a we had a support team because there were certain times in New Mexico and Arizona area where like we did the math. We were drinking four to four and a half gallons of water a day, yeah. and you wouldn't even wow. pee. You just you just drink it out of constantly because yeah, you're sweating so much. Yeah. It's just going right out of you. And there there were we would leave a town and not see anything for eighty to hundred miles. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we had our van full of, of water and we would stop every 20 miles and refill yeah. our water bottles and, and then they would take off and meet us another 20 miles. And let me ask that, um, that after that stop point, was that like a weight off the shoulders, like you feel a little relief, you know, when you, when you stop? When I stopped and quit my job? To an extent, yeah. It, it, yeah. There was a huge weight off my shoulders because I, I felt like I relieved the, the, the concern I had for the students. At the same time, there was a little bit of concern about where I was going. But honestly, the concern about where I was going was so light because I knew that God was telling me that it was the right thing to do. Right. And he, yeah. he held that weight. I've been so, kind of at that point. So, so, the, so the, the, the weight off my shoulders worked. And because it was the right time and everything for me, God held the weight moving forward. Right. And it yeah. was perfect. So I got back not knowing what I was going to do. Um Pretty sure I slept for about two weeks. Right. Like, like, like you knew you were how tired he was. You knew that. I don't know. I just like slept. All right. So I'm sitting by the the the, the campfire uh-huh. that uh, a week later or whatever. I'm telling the story to my buddy. He owned a bike shop in town in in town at the time, and they had just had all their um, like their high school kids and college kids were going back to school, so they were losing some of their part time help. 
He said, man, you're good with people and you're good with your hands. You do mechanic work and stuff. So come, come help us out until you figure out what you want to do. Okay. <laughs> so long story short, two years later, I was still working there. And, uh, <laughs> and there was a new owner at the time. And I won't get into a lot of detail there. We, we got along fine. He was a good guy, but we had different. Uh... Shop for Rooted in Love Show merchandise at www.thenumber8robinsons.com. You're good with your hands. You do mechanic work and stuff. So come, come help us out until you figure out what you want to do. Okay. <laughs> so long story short, two years later, I was still working there and, uh, <laughs> and there was a new owner at the time and I won't get into a lot of detail there. We, we got along fine. He was a good guy, but we had different uh, viewpoints as to how things should go and, and, and what my involvement should be. So I invited him out to lunch one day and, and asked for a little more involvement and a little more skin in the game, basically. And said, so, you know, I'd, I'd love to be, deeper into this, but I can't just stay here. I can't keep working at this hourly rate as a bike mechanic. I, I need more. All right. So cool. He says, no. So I says, okay, well, um, you can consider this my two week notice. I'll formally write you a letter and have it on your desk tomorrow. And just so you know, I will be leaving an opening and competing bike shop in the area. <laughs> best of luck to you. you I wish you all the best. Um, but if, if I can't move up here, I'm moving up somewhere right. else. Right. So, uh, so I left. And they, they continue to be successful for a few years. They are no longer in business now. And I hate to hear that because uh, I liked what they did for the community. They, they really tried to do a lot for everything right. that, that they worked with. So um, props to them. Good job and all. But, um, but COVID weighed on them hard and it was a different time for him and his life too. So time to move on. Nonetheless, um, I came over to Sonoya and opened um, Sonoya Cycle Works, as it was called right. originally, and then the name was changed to Sonoya Bicycle when the current owners okay. took over or, 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 or bought the business. So, um, so I owned it for a few years and then sold it to the current owners and, well, and, and decided to work for them yeah. actually for yeah. a while because Angelo they, brought me into the shop. So, right, right. Carter and I are, are, are friends, good friends, and and uh, and we both I think respect what each other does, and he's right. like. Yeah. Um, I hate to see you go, but I really need some help as a mechanic. Can you stay and help me in the transition? So I did um, for a few years. And this past year got to a point where um, the shop had grown. We had brought in quite a few employees and built it up to a point where it could, uh, I'm not saying this to, to, to sound cocky, but it could survive without me, I guess. No, it's, like it's, a, it's true. It, they didn't even want you know? Right. I know I used to call you or we was taught and you would have like a specific day, like a Tuesday sure. or something that was on. And then you like know, I got like 30 minutes on Tuesday. Right, right. And I was like, like what? Right. I remember. Yeah, you're I right. Stayed, we, we stayed busy. We yeah, all, we, yeah, every yeah. one of us, we all stayed busy. Yeah. Day. And they still do. It's an amazing crew. If you have any uh, bike needs in the area, go see them for sure. Uh, they will definitely take care of you. And, and Carter was a pro racer on, on the Europe circuit for a while. Mm -hmm. He lived in Belgium and raced as a oh, pro racer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then has a couple of national championships and whatnot. Anyway, um, in fact, still racing, just won the state championship for Georgia for the road race series last year. Oh, okay. So still racing, still hardcore, still an amazing athlete. Yeah. Um, bringing some great people down to snow and, yeah. and really yeah. doing some good stuff in downtown. But it, it's it's just it was always a fun place to be. 
my ADHD mentality loved the variety that the bike shop brought to me because right. uh, because there was no book to read. Somebody brings you a bike and says it doesn't work. There's like there's no checklist. There's no right. There, there, there's no book that says if this doesn't work, turn to page twenty three and look at <laughs> item forty three point seven point two point zero one eight and check this. Yeah. You have to use your head to figure it out, and that was fun for me. And you have to use your hands to fix it, and that was fun for me. So the, the bike shop world was always a really fascinating place to be. Right. Um, I, I enjoyed and appreciated the entrepreneurship of it. I, I loved bringing that energy to the town. Um, there's a tattoo parlor down there as well that I assisted the previous owner finding that facility. He was looking at another spot and I helped him find Sonoya as the place to come. He has now been a guest on Ink Masters multiple times. Oh, yeah. He now has gone on to own a shop in Virginia Beach and now lives in Hawaii as a private tattoo artist doing, he sets his own schedule and has yeah. an amazing life now because he's extremely good at what he does. Yeah. Um, this is another thing, man. I've just, I've been really, really blessed with some amazing people. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at you guys and what you're doing um, to, to bring this together is, is awesome. Um, I've got ink work on my body from some amazing artists. I'm wearing jewelry from some of the top yeah, yeah, jewelers yeah. In, in the in the world. I'm not even talking about the nation. Um, Bobby Woodward, Bobby, you're my bro, made this necklace for me. Um, I, uh, my buddy Christian Vienna, who's an amazing painter and artist, we were talking about him. He, he got yeah. into um, into tattoo for a little while. He only did about ten, and this is one of them, oh, and it's one of my favorites. And I just, I, I like, yeah, I just, I exactly love the people that I've gotten to know through my life. Right. Yeah, I can't explain how I've gotten to them necessarily, but they've come through me and and to me in a way that is just uh, it's a lot of attraction, man. You're attracting, it's been yeah. really fun. You're attracting what's so. There. So the bike shop was a ton of fun. Learned a lot about it. Learned a lot watching Carter because as as a business owner, I was only able to take that business to a certain level. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't gonna go any further. I didn't know how. Right. Well, well, uh, it wasn't business. As a lot of people, um, the karma is good. You know, they're trying to get healthy. It is. It is. It's totally. So Carter and his wife came in. They had owned previous businesses and really knew how to make the business grow and bring those extra clients in and take it to that next level to offer the things that I was never able to offer because of financial limitations and and, and just not seeing the scope the same way. And so they really came in and just, I mean, just blew it up. And we took the, level, uh, the, the, the business to a whole new level. It's been really exciting to see. Um, in all of that, watching that and learning from them, which was incredible, I was offered another opportunity to get into a, a, another career. So I've gone from, which wasn't really a career, but just studying science in a heavy way, thinking that's what I was going to do. And then I went into education instead and then into the bike world. Um, now I am living in Hogan'sville yeah, in a little place in Hogan'sville called the village. Yep. The village was originally built by, um, one of the original mill owning companies in the town back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. This was a mill town. Uh, the homes that one of the homes I'm living in and that whole community were built by that village, that mill town. These are where the workers would live. Right. Um, 
it's just an amazing little little cool little spot. It it's, it's a neat town. Angelo was actually like down there recently. Yeah. Oh, um, creatives or a lot of creatives. Artists, they they yeah. just did a project where they custom painted all of the fire hydrants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Angelo was guest uh, invited yeah. to come down that and was one of the, the hydrants, and it, yeah. it's it's just down the street from my house, and I think it's great. I love it. Yeah, it's like so, hanging out at the goat farm, you know? Goat oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Um, yeah, and that that's uh, Atlanta area, yeah. but the goat farm kind of a similar area where they kind of grew out of it all organically. Yeah. Right. Um, well, so so I'm just I'm really loving living in that neighborhood because I mean there's there's just a huge demographic of people, right? And it's a friendly place. Um, everybody's nice to everybody. It doesn't matter what you look like, how old you are, where right. you come from, what you do. Yeah. We all wave at each other. We all speak to each other. It's just a cool town. Always so, said I would move down that witch if I ain't found this great place with it right now. Don't, 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 you can't. You can't give this up and no. well, if you do, I'm gonna buy it from you. And then, and then I'm gonna be up here. And you're gonna be down there. And then what's the point, right? Because I would love to live here. So uh, I was offered by a really, uh, a really amazing group to come down and and help manage a facility that they're trying to reopen post COVID. It was an existing pub and, and restaurant. Uh, we're trying to change the face of it a little bit, but not in a huge way. You know, right. um, we just want a good, solid place for the community to come and hang, have mm-hmm. a beer, and listen to some good music. So, mm-hmm. um, the place is called the Great Southern Pub at the Depot. We're just going to call it the pub because it's easier. Oh, to call it's at it the pub. Depot, okay. Yeah, but it's it's the Great Southern Pub at the Depot in Hogansville. Okay, and um, we're going to have a good variety of mixed drinks, beers, and wine. And then we're going to try to have as much live music on the weekends and, and even during the week as we can. I'm already talking to, so, so we go back to my musician past and all the musicians that I know from. So I'll come in full circle. All right. So, so I've already been reaching out to the band directors. I know, Hey, who are you playing with these days? Hey, what, you know, the, the guys that I know, like the, the, um, head of school of music at West Georgia, the, the head of the music education department at Kennesaw, the, uh, the guys at LaGrange that are in the music department, I'm reaching out to the colleges and saying, all right, I need your college students that are in a jazz group that want to come out and perform oh, wow. and get some public exposure and some experience and wow. come hang out with us. We'll pay you a little bit, come down and chill. Um, there's a group that's coming out in a few weeks called the Broken String Band. And um, the first time I saw them, I kept staring at the drummer. I, I know you. I, I, I know you. from. Mm. I, I can't place it, but I know you. We marched in red coats together. Fifteen wow. years later, fifteen cool. years later, wow. it turns yes. out here he is sitting by yeah. a drum set, and I'm really digging the music they're putting out and everything. Right. So um, it's just amazing, and it we're hoping for a like a nice light jazz, um, R and B, uh, soul kind of feel, kind of right. vibe, just live acoustic music. It's going to be a burger joint. So if you want a burger, come and get it. Are we there? Come get it. We need to get down there with you. I know foodie over here is going to be (laughs) ready to try out that peach jalapeno chutney burger and and figure out what's going on. When is the schedule open? Can I say this on video? I can say this on video because I'm going to be yeah. really, I'm going to be really careful about it. Right now, the health department still has to approve the final, but they're coming on Wednesday, and we're expecting an approval. So long as everything goes well, we'll be open the weekend of the 16th and the 17th for the Hummingbird Festival oh in Hogansville. Right. Of October. Of October. Oh, okay. So wow. that's a, a that is yeah. a big folk arts festival. It'll be open before this episode drops. We're good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so if we don't make it, we can, we can, we can edit this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. 
Um, so we're if we're talking about an episode that's going to drop afterwards, I hope we had a good time. Yes, hey, this, right, this, right. this, yeah. this I hope it was late. a good weekend. But, um, <laughs> but, but right now, the intent is to have the Wild Leap Brewing Company come in and do a tap takeover. Mm-hmm. We got Broken String Band coming down to play on the patio and do a live outdoor set. I've got my friends Evan and Jody from More Than Moonwalks. More Than Moonwalks, great company if you need an inflatable or anything else for a party. Coming down to provide yep. a 15-foot bounce walk for uh, the kids to play in. Okay. Uh, we're going to have a few other friends having some tents set up down in our area mm-hmm. of the, the, the patio area. But the whole town's going to be full of tents with folk artists showing off their work. It's one of the biggest in the town. Yeah. And they have a great time. It's going to be yeah. awesome. So 16th and 17th of October, Saturday and a Sunday. And that is, that, that's what we intend to be our first weekend. Yeah, right around the corner. Man, two this, weeks. Two weeks. This sounds like you're busy, man. This, so that's this, where I'm at. We'll get that's where I'm, we'll that's get how that. I got here. This this has been amazing. This has been great, man. I really it's appreciate good. you coming down to the country. Well, like you ain't never been here before. <laughs> I ain't gonna act like that. You just home. Like you you okay, I know we gotta go. If this dude be driving by my house, blowing his horn while I'm working sweat and cutting my grass, and he'll come down, go and slow down the driveway with the camera recording me, That's and then he'll be like, bye, and he'll leave. <laughs> I pulled up in your driveway the other day when you weren't even here. Your I know. wife was walking. I know. I, heard. I saw your son get off the bus. I heard. And I had to come say hey to Mr. Grown-Up Nigel. Oh, the yeah. boy's almost oh, yeah. as tall as me. <laughs> and I hadn't, I seen, hadn't seen Trang in forever. So I was going to pull in the driveway and get a hug. But that's, that's, that's a Robinson now. Right. Pull up. See? That's pull what up. we do. We just pull up. Pull up. I know all y'all want to be nine Robinson, but he pulled up. He don't even ask. <laughs> That's what she this what she did. In the driveway. Pull up. She was standing there asking what y'all do. Just pull up. Well, man, <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you coming on here. You know, helping us. Hey, yeah. Hey, and, thank and you. Bringing a great conversation, bro. great vibes, and learning new things about you that I didn't even know. You know, we're gonna talk about that later on camera. There's, um, there's, but we could do like three more of these and probably still not learn everything because I don't even remember everything I've done at this point. <laughs> but I tell you what, I love life, and I'll, you know, the biggest thing is just guys. If you have an opportunity to experience something, do it. Don't say no. Don't right. say no. I mean, unless it's literally gonna kill you. Like, you know, like if you can survive it, dude, figure it out. Have fun. Learn yeah. something. Learn something, and and and. Stop being comfortable. Right. Stop being comfortable. I'm trying to look at the camera to say that because I feel like these people need it the most. But I'm going to tell y'all, stop being comfortable. If you feel really comfortable in your situation, find a way to get weird with it. Right. Because you will learn something about yourself and about your world that you didn't know. And I'm not saying you're going to like it. Right. But now you know. Boom. Heard and straight you, from the man. If you don't know, now you know. There you go. This has been the Rooted in Love Show. I'm Angelo. I'm Gerald LeVar. I'm William. And I'm Ty. And yeah. we appreciate you joining us today. Subscribe, See you next time. Like, all that.